With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are tuned in to the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl Watchlist Show with your hosts Rick Staratella and Joe Everett featuring NFLPA Bowl Executive Director Dane Vandernath. We don't need a jump start over here. We're revved up, ready to go. It's the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl Big Board Show, episode number three. Uh, we've broken down all the uh, episode number four, I believe. Let me remix that. We've broken down all the offensive prospects. Last week we did the defensive line. Today we're going to talk about some edge rushers and linebackers. I am your host, Rick Saratella, one of the scouts here for the NFLPA Collegian Bowl. We have uh, exciting new announcement about some additional scouts. We'll talk with our uh, director of college recruiting, Dane Vandernat, in just a second about those additions. And, of course, my co-host, Joe Everett, rocking and rolling every week along the way, counting down to that 2020 NFLPA Collegian Bowl held January 18th. 2020 at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, the historic Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. So, um, you know, whether you are a uh, NFL team listening to the show, if you are a media member, a fan, a player, uh, just keep a lookout for all the announcements. Make sure you book your flight, hotel, all that good stuff. Get on it early because we're going to give you plenty of reasons to be there. Let's welcome in Joe Everett, uh, my co-host for the next Oh, 45 minutes or so. Joe, how's it go? Going really well. I'm just on the precipice of the season, so uh, fired up watching Daryl Taylor footage as we speak, getting primed for this show. <laughs> so it's uh, football is dialed up to the nine. Hey, multitasking over here. I love it. Uh, you know, the NFL preseason is underway. Of course, uh, college football right around the corner, the uh, week zero kicking off in about a week or so, and uh, nobody's putting on more frequent flyer miles than this man. He's the NFLPA uh, Collegian Bowl College Director of Recruiting, Dane Vandernat. Of course, 10 years with the Raiders, learning from the legends like Al Davis and the business. He joins us right now on the hotline. We welcome him in, Dane. So uh, happy to have you here. Take a quick time out from your travels. I know you got a lot to get to, but we appreciate you spending some time each and every week with us here. Yeah, absolutely, fellas. It's great to be back on and uh, always uh, excited to step away real quick here and, and get on with you guys and chop it up a little bit. Yeah, so let's do it. Um, you know, earlier this week, we put out a press release announcing some additional scouts for the NFL PA Bowl and uh, some guys that you're pretty familiar with. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm very fired up, Rick, because I think that for you and I, we've got some great additions to our scouting staff, and I know that uh, we'll foreshadow a little bit with Vaughn jumping on here in a minute, but uh, able to add three guys that I work very closely with at the Raiders, all of them draft picks that know what it takes to play in the NFL and successfully transition their careers from being a player to being a scout and couldn't be more fired up to have them joining us and 
you know, just gives me all the more confidence in the world, Rick, that, that we're going to nail this thing and that we're going to be able to uh, really get our eyes on these prospects and, and get the best roster that we can for, for down at the Rose Bowl in uh, January 18th. Well, Dane, I've been following your travels, and for selfish reasons, I gotta jump in and ask you about Iowa State football practice. So I've got <laughs> just a ton of respect for Matt Campbell, his staff, what, what he was able to do at Toledo. So, what was the atmosphere like? What was the practice? Um, just the intensity. I mean, it seems like he's getting some dudes out there in Ames. You know, Joe, you're absolutely right. It was a great practice to be at. Those guys were out there competing. They were practicing hard. And I'll tell you what, I've been down to some SEC schools, and I, and I know that Bonnell uh, praised some of the Alabama and Auburn recruits here in a minute. But I'll tell you what, I was really impressed with the size of Iowa State. And the, the, the guys in the trenches in particular along their offensive line, they got three or four guys that are senior prospects who are going to be starting this year. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they get out there and compete and show. And then also on the defensive side as well, they got uh, Ray Lima, who's their heart and soul up there, who's a big nose guard for them, uh, Polynesian kid from Los Angeles. And, um, you know, and then he'll be up there kind of protecting some of the linebackers like Marcel Spears that they have. So they're really going to be an exciting defense to watch this year in particular. And it was a great practice to be at. And, and I echo that, Joe, with uh, Matt Campbell. I think he's going to uh, continue to do a terrific job up there in Ames. Yeah, some people feel like Matt Campbell could uh, be a future NFL head coach. He's definitely got that program uh, peaking in the right direction, I would say. Of course, uh, Joe Everett, Rick Saratella here with the NFLPA uh, Collegiate Bowl Director of College Recruiting, Dan Vandernat. Make sure you follow him at D Vandernat uh, for all his travels. And, uh, Dane, just give us a little uh, recap of uh, where you've been and where you're headed now on, on the uh, scouting trails. Yeah, this week up here in Iowa and, uh, you know, capped off Iowa State on Tuesday and followed it up with Iowa practice yesterday. And I literally just walked off the field here in Waterloo at uh, Northern Iowa University where they're holding practice right now. Going to head on out to see the Cornhuskers tomorrow and uh, get out there in big red country and go see, uh, uh, you know, Coach Frost out there is putting together his team. Well, Dan, I definitely, as we break down this next uh, group, I'm looking at these linebackers and we're staring the 2020 draft cycle in the face. You've been doing it for a long time. It seems like the position has gone through a a big change in what the league is asking for and and looking at it from when you started in the business to to now. Like, uh, How how do you look at this position uh, changing and what kind of overhaul it's seen? Yeah, no, that's a great point, Joe. And, you know, no longer do you see the 250-pound linebackers who are almost de facto defensive linemen anymore. I still believe, though, that the first responsibility of a linebacker is to stop the run, and that's why they always still take their their first read step towards the line of scrimmage. Uh, You know, if you can't stop the run, is I'm going to sound like a broken record here, and as everyone's heard probably a thousand times, uh, if you can't stop the run, you're going to keep getting it from offensive coordinators, and that includes in the NFL. So, number one, you got to be able to, if you're a linebacker, when, when I'm evaluating prospects, I want to see you be able to step up with a little bit of toughness and use your hands and to strike some offensive linemen. But to your point, Joe, the NFL has changed so much, and we all know that if you want to go cover 
tight ends like Travis Kelsey and, and Jimmy Graham, then you're going to have to be able to play in space. You're going to have to be an athlete. And that's why you've seen the trend of what we used to call nickel linebackers now becoming starters in the NFL. Obviously, guys like Bobby Wagner, not the biggest guys in the world, only about, you know, six foot one, 230 pounds. And his ability to run, his ability to change direction, those types of things are what allow him to be, or in part, allow him to be so effective from a coverage standpoint. So you definitely have to put a lot more emphasis these days when you're evaluating players on their overall athletic ability and their ability to cover not only tight ends, but occasionally have to get out there and go cover a wide receiver over the slot. So, um, you know, I definitely see that trend continuing as far as the NFL is concerned. And, um, you know, so nowadays you start looking for guys who are in the 220s now and, you know, kind of go on lighter and lighter and faster and faster. Joe Everett, Rick Saratella here at the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl Big Board Show, episode number four. We're joined by the uh, Collegiate Director of uh, College Recruiting, Dane Vandernat here. Make sure you follow him at D. Vandernat. Uh, Joe is at Joe W. Everett. And, of course, at NFL Draft Bible. Dane, last one for you. We'll get you out of here. I know we're going to have Vaughn in just a minute. And we began our conversation with uh, the additional scouts, you know, these guys coming over from the Raiders with you, uh, Vaughn Hutchins and Dave McLowan, Riley McKenzie. Uh, just give us a little uh, glimpse behind the scenes, what it's like working with these guys, grinding with them on the scouting trails, what we can expect from, from each of these guys. Well, I'll tell you, you can expect to grind from all these guys because that was the one thing that we all did in Oakland is we all, you know, kind of put our heads down and, and just got to work. And, and, and when you talk about Dave, when you talk about Rollo, Man, those guys, they know what they're looking for. They're going to be out there hunting down these guys. And, uh, you know, I was really fortunate because I got the opportunity to work with Vaughn, as we say in the NFL, in-house, meaning that we were both in the facility most days, you know, for a good solid 12 to 14 hours a day, uh, you know, looking at pro film and being around the team and the coaches. So uh, Vaughn and I spent a lot of time together. He was our assistant director of probe scouting out in Oakland. And, uh, you know, all the more reason why I'm so fired up that he's going to be canvassing that southeast part of the country, which we all know is is littered with talent everywhere you go. So uh, very excited for, for his presence and for him joining the show also. Oh, exciting times here at the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. And it's already begun because we're literally on location across the nation. If there's a player out there, I promise you we're going to find them, and we appreciate everybody's feedback and nominees and emails. So uh, keep it coming. Keep the feedback flowing. And, uh, Dane, we'll talk to you next week. I'm sure I'll touch base with you throughout the week, but always appreciate a few minutes of your time. And uh, we'll be looking forward to that Twitter account there for your next travels and behind-the-scenes look at the uh, scouting trails. You got it, Rick and Joe. Always a pleasure, man. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Dane. All right, there you have it, the uh, 411 on the latest here at the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl, the Big Board Watch Show, of course, January 18th, 2020, out in Pasadena, the historic Rose Bowl, the ninth annual NFL PA Collegiate Bowl, and I will say the uh, biggest, baddest, the best yet, I can promise you that, and we're so excited um, to have all these guys in the trenches. Of course, you just heard Dane talk about Von Hutchins, 
uh, one of these, you know, former NFL players, former draft picks. So he knows what it takes to look for, what it takes to get there. And he's already begun on the scouting trails. We'll talk to him uh, about that in just a second. But first off, Vaughn, welcome into the staff. Welcome into the show. Uh, we just heard uh, our our director, Dane Vandernat talk about uh, your grind and you covering the southeast region. Uh, just spend a few minutes here and, and uh, for the listening audience at home, give us a little bit uh, brief background about yourself. Oh, man, Rick, I appreciate you having me on the show, man, and I appreciate NFL PA Collegiate Bowl for, for bringing me on and Dane asking me to uh, take part in this whole process, man. Uh, myself, man, I grew up in Natchez, Mississippi, uh, went to school at Ole Miss, uh, came in with Eli Manning and that whole crew uh, under Coach Cutcliffe, uh, a great group of guys that, that I spent time with there, and I was able to, fortunate enough to get drafted in Indianapolis where I went from Eli to Peyton. So I was fortunate enough to be around great quarterbacking uh, for the vast majority of my, my NFL and early life uh, in football. Uh, from there, man, I spent six years in the league, finished up in Atlanta uh, after football. Uh, again, fortunate enough to be able to take part in the, in the scouting process, the player personnel process with the Oakland Raiders. Reggie brought me in in 2012, and as Dane said, man, we – it was a grind, man. It was a grind. It was a process. We've seen uh, the tough days uh, with no money, no players, uh, very few draft picks uh, to, you know, bringing in Khalil Mack, uh, Derek Carr, and that group of guys in that draft class that was able to ascend uh, to the level, the playoff level, and being extremely competitive in, uh, in that AFC West. So, Man, we, I'm I'm just excited now to be a part of this process, man, a part of this show right now, uh, and to bring some talent, man, to bring uh, a different perspective to uh, the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. Well, Vaughn, thanks for joining the show. First off, and and secondly, I'm I'm in Indianapolis, so I remember you getting drafted, uh, and just your background. I I'm itching to ask. You practiced against. Peyton and, and the Colts, great wide receivers, but you also, correct me if I'm wrong, practice against a very young Andre Johnson. Uh, like, who, who's the toughest cover there? I mean, you, you've covered some really good guys in the AFC South, so uh, those, those uh, opponents man, that you've gone against. Uh, I've, I've been fortunate enough, man, just to be blessed, man. I Again, man, I'm, I, I came in the Indy. We had Marvin to Wayne to Stokely, Dallas Clark, Peyton Manning, Edron James, Dominic Rose. Offensively, man, we were able to we, – we, I saw a lot of talented players in front of me. And then to go to to Houston and, and play with Andre Johnson, man, 6'3", 220, physical, strong, big. You know, mm-hmm. uh, played against Steve Smith. I played against, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of great players. But for me, the toughest part for me was – guard Marvin Harrison in practice. You know, if you could guard Marvin in practice, yeah. and the games became easy for us. The games became easy. I mean, we, we saw everything. Uh, Reggie Wayne, strong hands. Man, you could have Reggie locked up, body on body, uh, shooting through the hands, as they tell you, shoot the hip pocket, ripping his arm, and he still comes down with the ball. You go back to coach like, hey, coach, what am I doing wrong? He's, hey, keep with your technique. At some point, man, all receivers won't have as strong a hands as Wayne. Continue with your techniques, trust your technique, trust your own skill set, and finish. Everything else will come. 
Joe Abbott, Rick Saratella here with Von Hutchins, the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl Southeastern Regional Scout. Of course, seven years with the Oakland Raiders, five as a pro scout, two as assistant director of pro scouting, now on the hotline with us here. And, uh, you know, Von, one of the exciting parts for me, you know, with my involvement here at the NFLPA Bowl was, you know, I really had not met Dane, or I have yet to meet him actually, but I have not really had a conversation with him until this whole process began. And just from the word of mouth um, in the agent community, in the scouting community, nothing but positive things, um, really exciting about his enthusiasm, uh, his open-mindedness with uh, the whole event and where we can take this thing. And I know we all are shooting very high, but, you know, we just asked him about you right before you came on the show. What can you tell us about Dane? Oh uh, man, Dane's a grinder. Dane's gonna—he's gonna work long hours. He's gonna put forth the effort. He's gonna do the assignments. He's gonna do them well. Uh, I mean, there's it, not much that I can add other than I mean, you just expect the same on this capacity. Uh, you give him the work, he's gonna grind and he's gonna take care of the business. Uh, he's accountable. He's respectful. Uh, he takes care of his work. Uh, and like you said, man, everybody has good things to say about him. And the insightful knowledge that he's able to, you know, to, just to bring in, uh, just from just from the perspective of being able to build uh, out our scouting system and the organizational process of, of putting together these numbers and putting together the board and just making sure everybody's on top of everything that's going on involving the scouting process behind the scenes. You know, that's paramount to being able to uh, understand how you group these players together so we can rank them and be able to really be able to grab the ones that we truly want. Well, Vaughn, I got to know, like, uh, where you're going from here, uh, what's the next part of the process that you're involved in, uh, positions-wise, what's your focus going to be um, uh, uh, going forward uh, in, in the months ahead? Oh, uh, man, you know, I'm, I'm a secondary guy, man. I'm a DB. Uh, we're confident. We're uh, attention to detail. Uh, so for me, man, I'm, I'm looking to bring some of these fast guys from the southeast, whether you're talking about inside linebackers, outside linebackers, guys in the secondary, DN. Uh, I've already been to Auburn, Alabama, uh, just left Florida, Florida State. I mean, it's guys out here on this, uh, this, on the road that, I mean, NFL teams are going to be salivating for you know, they want to have uh, everything from the background, from the skill set, from the character. You need all aspects of that in order to consistently be a contender on our level. So, I mean, I'm just beating the pavement, man. I mean, being a scout, it, it, it's not a glorious thing. It's not something that uh, everybody can do. Everybody thinks they can come in and evaluate and, and, and do this and that. Yeah, man, you can watch the tape and everybody can TV scout. But just like I tweeted out the other day, man, stats and box scores don't tell the whole story. You know, you need to know what's going on behind the scenes. How does a guy learn? How does it – what has his development been like? Has he been affected by injuries? Are things going on behind the scenes that he can't control from a family perspective? You know, tell me the whole story about a guy. That way I know exactly what I'm getting with this guy. You know, if I'm a general manager, can I trust this man? Can I trust the man? The player is something completely different than the man. Can I trust the man? 
you got you guys got to excuse me, man. I'm I'm taking a drive right now from Bradenton back up to Tampa, so uh, you may hear some some stuff on the road or whatnot. But uh, again, it's the grind, it's the process. But I love it. We we should all love it. That's the only reason you get involved with this process. It's a love for the game, and you need players with a love for the game, just like as scouts, you have to have a love for the game in order to to put up with the weather, the consistent travel, being away from your family, those types of things. But Man, I'm, I'm excited uh, and anxious to bring forth a great event out in L.A. in January. Uh, that's the sound of a road warrior right there. And, uh, you know, we're going to leave no stone unturned. I can tell you that we're all uh, hitting our nose to the grindstone, running more miles than Fred Flintstone out here. And, uh, Vaughn, uh, I don't know if you have a parting shot. Anything else you want to say before we get you out of here? Safe travels, man. We appreciate you joining the show any parting shots for the people out there? Yeah, I'm just going to shout out that old Miss crew up in, uh, in Oxford, Mississippi, man. Hotty toddy. Y'all know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, well, listen, we will definitely get you on throughout the season. We'll have you on back on here sooner rather than later and uh, look forward to meeting you, my man, and I'm sure uh, we'll cross paths on the scouting trails. Man, no doubt, man. I, I look forward to speaking back with you guys in a couple weeks. All right, take it easy, my man. That's Vaughn Hutchins, NFL, PA, Collegian Bowl, uh, Southeast Regional Scout, of course, seven years with the Raiders uh, in their front office, the Pro Scout, Director of Pro Scouting, and, of course, uh, a very nice career in the NFL with the uh, Colts, Texans, Falcons. Uh, Joe, any Vaughn Hutchins stories you got for us out there in Indianapolis? Oh, no, just a part of a great crew. I mean, a defense that, you know, we talked so much. It was uh, the offense got all those highlights, man. But Meeks and just that whole group, man, they were always after it. They were, I, I mean, it just, they responded to every last thing. So it was always, uh, and then also, I just, I had no clue. He also played uh, with the Texans, man. That's, it, it strikes, it never fails, these divisional teams within conference but always within division it's like no let me let me get that guy that practiced against the Colts and and we're, we'll figure out all the secrets it's like uh, the, these teams they, they they're always up to their old tricks <laughs> no doubt about it and of course uh Dave McLowan Riley McKenzie also coming over from the Raiders so uh just really decades upon decades of scouting experience and we should also mention Ron Hill who's our scouting operations consultant and he's been involved uh, with NFL personnel for the past 40 years. And, uh, you know, he spent time with the Falcons, Browns, Cowboys, Broncos, five years with Tom Coughlin over in Jacksonville, uh, eight years as uh, NFL VP of football operations. So, I mean, listen, if you don't think the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl is locked and loaded, let me tell you something. I'm just happy to be part of the process here because, wow, just um, being around these guys and uh, learning from osmosis, uh, Joe, Look that up in Webster's. Did I say it right? But, hey, uh, this has been a fun part so far, you know, just leading up to the season and getting our schedule uh, solidified. And uh, I should let the people out there know, uh, week one, geez, we're probably at over a dozen games amongst the the scouting staff. I mean, we're probably over at a dozen games this first week of the season. I know I'll be going down to Charlotte for Gardner-Webb at Charlotte on Thursday. Uh, then Utah State at Wake Forest on Friday. Um, and then this is the 29th 
30th, and then 31st we'll, we'll do an NFLPA do- doubleheader, uh, ECU at NC State to kick off the day, and then we'll wrap it up, Joe, with South Carolina at North Carolina. And uh, like Vaughn said, there's a lot of um, talent down there in the southeast, and uh, we're going to be on location across the nation. So, hey, whether it's uh, D. Vandernat or uh, uh, Vaughn Hutchins is out there on Twitter, if he likes you enough, he'll uh, accept your friend request. I think one of mine is still pending. Of course, Joe, Joe Everett's at Joe W. Everett's hey NFL Draft Bible. Uh, we've got it all covered from the front to the back, to the left, to the right, to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west, uh, worldwide, even international guys. Uh, you know, I'm working with my international connections, uh, finding out, you know, what's going on over there with this uh, combine held in Germany and who's draft eligible. And if there, if there's anybody that should be on our radar. So, um, you know, FCS, HBCU, international, and you already heard him say, Auburn, Alabama, we're looking for the power five. I mean, and I think that's one of the greatest things about the NFL PA Bowl is the diversity of all levels of football. And it doesn't matter where you're at. If you're worthy enough, you're going to get the call. So, um, got to get the call to ball. Joe, linebackers, edge rushers, the nitty-gritty, everybody wants to know who's on our radar heading into the 2020 NFL draft. Of course, the 2020 NFL prospectus is coming out on NFLDraftBible.com. We'll have a lot of these guys we're going to talk about here, but uh, let's take them one at a time. We'll talk about edge rushers first since we haven't hit those guys. Uh, who's on your list of top seniors from the NFL PA big board? As it always should be, Notre Dame, Fighting Irish, good at football. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Alquara uh, and Khalid Kareem, I think uh, off edge, those are the, the blue chippers, and, and for good reason. It's uh, kind of eerie how similar built uh, both of them are. I think Kareem's the longest one and more like the traditional base end. He's going to be playing with his hands in the dirt. Okwara. A little more mobile, I, I think, uh, might appeal to the odd front teams. But I, I think either of them playing any scheme, they appeal. So they're right off the top shelf. And then the guy I brought up I'm watching, uh, the reason I'm watching is just what Vaughn brought up. Um, you can't box score scalp. And, and you see Daryl Taylor's production from Tennessee, and it's like, wow, eight sacks. SEC, it's, you know, that's like t- in two games. And just looking at his build, kind of definition of a tweener, don't see a lot of twitch or bendability. And, like, even in that Georgia game, everyone said, have you seen the Georgia game? Yeah, he beat a tight end, Isaac Nauda, and just got a strip sack. And Isaac Nauda just barely even tried. He just stood there and got beat. And then recovered his own fumble for a touchdown. He beat a redshirt freshman and then beat his backup. I mean, I I, I don't know. I'm calling Daryl Taylor. I want to see it again. Um, you know, the pictures are it didn't happen, Daryl. And then um, I, 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 he's definitely on the board. Good player. It's just um, uh, I want to get a little more proof on him. And then Jennings from Alabama feels like uh, Anthony Jennings, the edge rusher. We've been talking about this guy for years. Uh, gnarly injury um, was it two years ago, but gamer. Credit to him for being a tough SOB, just getting back from everything. Um, and, you know, despite where his knee is, I say he gets drafted not only off production, but 
just off the multiplicity of things he brings to the table there. So he's exciting. And then, you know, uh, after that, I don't know if I brought him up last week, but, yeah, it's just such a revelation to see Chauncey Rivers, Mississippi State, former Georgia commit, last chance you and all that now back on the on the, on the the horizon. Um, and then Alton Robinson, Syracuse. Uh, I think both those Syracuse ends, really. Uh, don't don't sleep on my boy Kendall Coleman from Indianapolis, Indiana Cathedral High School, uh, but Alton, uh, he's probably more of the the, the prospect. Um, just uh, maybe an originally commit to Texas A and M, but uh, regardless of what he's got in his background, that the the ability is so there. The run, running the L and what he's got as an athlete, uh, really, as I said, both those Syracuse guys, I think they can both play. Um, then another guy, and I don't, I don't mean to be throwing shade out here, but uh, Kenny uh, Willickis, maybe I'm butchering that last name, the Michigan State, everybody's favorite walk-on turned All-American. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not so sure what he is exactly, where he fits. I like him, but, you know, I, I wanted to say, oh, he's poor man's Ryan Kerrigan type, but he just doesn't have the twitch or the length of a, a, a Kerrigan and, Right now, I don't know if he's an edge or an outside player uh, at the next level. Maybe just uh, he moves inside and he's late in Bander Esch's stunt double, but I don't even know that he's got that kind of suddenness or length. Um, it's just he may be pigeonholed as like, you know, some demon special teamer type, but, uh, you know, you love uh, the Willikus uh, story. No doubt about it, and his style, the no quit, but still, it's just, uh, I think it's a difficult projection to, to see exactly where he fits uh, in the NFL. And then the last guy, I'll tell you that I almost, uh, I know this is like, they were like, I don't care where he fits with this guy, but the Fresno State edge rusher, Michael Walker. I've, uh, you know, maybe he doesn't have enough size to play at edge, but uh, there's some suddenness there, and he stands up to these bigger linemen. Guys, like, double his size. He's physical enough to shed him and really use his hands well and love the anticipation of the snap count. I think he gambles a little bit in that regard, but he's one that started just diving into a little bit. It seems like he can see some plays before they happen, and I think there's a chance he shifts inside maybe. Because they put him out uh, in coverage a lot at, at Fresno State. Maybe he's an Anthony Barr type of uh, uh, player. But the, the the Walker kid from Fresno State, they have him at edge. But I think he's a flat-out linebacker and maybe position conversion. I don't know. There's there's a few of that in the senior class, like that Evan Weaver, California. I don't know what he is, but, you know, stay away. He will tackle you, maybe not even in a game. Look out, coaches. Everybody on the sideline, they're probably fair game, too. Uh, yeah, Evan Weaver just tackle anything moving. Michael Walker, quick, explosive, off the edge. But the, the one thing I wanted to follow up was uh, the Syracuse. And, man, that's going to be a stingy defense. <laughs> Let me just tell you because yeah. um, they've got some senior playmakers. they got a, a kid back there, Andre Sisco, who's a true sophomore that – uh, could be a potential first-round pick down the line. And, and with those two guys wreaking havoc on the edge, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for Cisco to be making some plays there in the secondary. And, and uh, you got to love what head coach Dino Babers has done there. And he said, you know, uh, Cisco went down to Walmart over the summer, picked him up some buys, tries, and, and pecs. And uh, he's really hit the weight room hard. 
you know, I'll give a shout out here and uh, shine some light on some FCS guys because that's what I do. But, uh, you know, shout out, first of all, to uh, the Northeast Football Conference, the NEC. Um, I was up there, you know, recording the uh, first filming of the NEC Football Chop Shop. So we're going to be breaking down some NEC football each and every week with my guy, Ralph Ventry. Uh, we did a little bit of a preview, NFLPA big board preview on the, uh, that'll be coming out on NEC front row. One of the guys we talked about, Cam Gill, our guy from Wagner, we've been talking about him now for two years, had a chance to go up to the campus and see him again after uh, visiting with him at media day. And here's a guy that's just, again, uh, got, got some Twitch, serious Twitch to him. Uh, Bend a nice, nice frame NFL type of frame with room to grow. He could bulk up 10, 15 pounds, probably keep a lot of that speed and explosiveness that you see. And, uh, you know, I don't want to give away the whole segment, but I'm just saying, look out week one, Wagner at UConn, there could be an FCS over FBS upset to start the season. Um, one other guy I will mention, Rondell Carter, from James Madison University. Uh, week two, I will actually be at, uh, I think, William and Mary on Friday, uh, William and Mary at Virginia Friday night, and then uh, James Madison on Saturday with Rondell Carter, the uh, Rutgers transfer. Uh, began his career at Rutgers, transferred over to uh, James Madison, and has uh, been a sack master, a true 43 hand in the dirt defensive end during his time uh, with JMU. Um, so, yeah, there goes your edge rushers. We're breaking it down. Joe Everett, Rick Saratella here on the NFLPA Big Board Show. Um, Joe, we're going to break down defensive backs next week. Um, we'll, we'll sneak in the defensive backs and special teams guys. Uh, so that leaves only linebacker position, uh, which we really haven't discussed, and these are non-edge rushing linebackers who uh who you keeping an eye on this year well an, another guy like i said uh, talking about him for years kalika hudson uh, i think michigan a lot of people would say oh it's the production dip he's just he's terrible no it, they changed it up a little bit where he's lining up a lot more coverage responsibilities and honest to goodness i think they just let devin bush shine in that role unleash him just just let him go downhill on everything. And really, I think it resulted in Hudson having a lot more to do in coverage, which will serve him well. I mean, I, I didn't like him putting on extra weight. It's a, I think the last weight we've got him is in the 213, two teens range, which that's that's probably all right for him. He's he's a guy It's it, I think he'll step it back up this uh, senior season. And then the Miami kids, uh, again, like how long have we been talking about Pankney and Quarterman? And uh, and then the other, uh, they've got a teammate still. You can't forget about McLeod. Uh, but I think Quarterman's the best uh, of the bunch still, though, when I see him. And maybe it's just a bias, not, I guess, reverse bias of uh, having watched Denzel Perryman so much. Like, man, he looked a little stiff. Looked like he got limitations. Looked like the same daggone player. Uh, at times, so uh, I, I just like to see some ability to change what he's doing, break program, shift laterally, get out, and uh, just move those hips a little bit more. Um, 
uh, a guy I was looking at that, again, it's it's so tough. I mean, you really, it's you got to know what you're shopping for, and I guess that'd be my thought for, on the whole episode there. It's just teams are shopping for their own flavor of ice cream. So, you know, what these guys can do and what you see, um, that watching that Martin, Kamal Martin from Minnesota, they kind of have him as an edge nickel. Sometimes he's just contained, like zone guy. That uh, He does a lot, but uh, he's all downhill, no breaks in a lot of the snaps. I mean, he just flies to the football, and I, I think I see him as more of a linebacker at the next level. But, like, I, there's so much he does in coverage to, to where uh, I don't think it's going to be a problem for him. And he's a guy that may not have to leave the field either. So a, a Kamal Martin from Minnesota, I don't know what the league thinks of him, but he's an intriguing player because I just get like a flavor of Jalen Smith, uh, all hard, all hustle type that just flies. And uh, there's just a lot of passion, man. He's like the heart's on his sleeve as he's running out there. And then, yeah, like I said, I just don't know what to make of some of these guys. Evan Weaver's the perfect example there. Like, uh, even to the jersey number he wears, but it doesn't matter. Like, the the production is there. Um, he just looks a little, like, rigid, right? kind of high cut. And, you know, another guy does not afford you much laterally explosion, but he gets there. He finds ways. He makes if you're in plays, distance, he he's going to find plays. it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't care where plays. it is, though. He's going to make an impact, man. So I think Weaver may be uh, the worst case special teams monster, but uh, a guy that will not be surprised if it's 150-odd tackles this season because he's just going to get there. Yeah, now Weaver is uh, all over the field, has made some clutch plays, and uh, right there in California, too, actually, you know, uh, right in our backyard of the NFL PA Bowl is the UCLA linebacker, Keyshawn Lucier Smith, uh, South, who, you know, had a pretty productive season last year, but I think they're going to use him in, in an even more advanced role, and they're expecting him to kind of be the uh, leader of that Chip Kelly defense there for the Bruins. Um some other guys here, you know, Troy Dye. I don't think we touched base on him from, out of Oregon. Um, Justin Sternod is a guy when I was at ACC Media Day. You know, he, he he's actually his size. He moves around so quick. You almost think he could play safety, uh, the amount of field that he covers. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, if he bulks up for the next level. But he was very productive, I think, 100-plus tackles there uh, for Wake Forest. And then, of course, hey, got to shine some light on the FCS. Uh, Montana linebacker Dante Olsen, uh, this time a year ago, he was just competing for a starting job, Joe. Uh, former walk-on, I believe. And then uh, all of a sudden, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> popping up on that NFL radar. I think he had 164 tackles last year, a bunch of uh, tackles behind the line of scrimmage, turnovers, playmaking machine, uh, a guy that will be uh, written up about in our NFL Draft Bible prospectus coming out soon. Uh, so there are some linebackers. Uh, any other guys there, Joe, uh, whether it was edge, linebackers, anyone I mentioned that you want to comment on? I did throw a sleeper out there, the Bryce Dirk, Montana State, built like a condor. I don't know if he's an edge. I don't know if he's a backer, but with arms that long and a wingspan like that, that's what the, the, the pros are looking for, Mr. Sturk. So uh, he's on the radar for sure. 
All right, breaking it down. Joe Everett at Joe W. Everett. Of course, uh, we heard from Von Hutchins, former NFL player, former NFL scout, now a Southeast Regional Scout for the NFL PA Bowl, and of course, our Director of College Recruiting, Dane Vandernat, also coming over from the Raiders for the past 10 seasons. Uh, what a crew. Dave McClellan, Raleigh McKenzie, Ron Hill, uh, Rick Saratella here, recapping it up and putting a big ribbon on it. But let me tell you, uh, there's change in the air. There's excitement in the air. Uh, the college football season is here. And shall I add, take you back since I'm here in New Jersey with the first ever game, uh, Princeton at Rutgers. It's the 150th college football season. We are the NFL PA Big Board Watch Show. Um, We will be back next week to unveil the defensive backs, special teams players who have made this – really you know somewhat exclusive list because i think traditionally uh you know people think of all-star game big boards and uh you know five six hundred players we've had we have a pretty prestigious you know we've kind of cornered the top 375 seniors in our opinion based on our contacts uh doesn't mean if you're not on the watch list that you can't make the game or the event hey it's just a starting point but i think um you know, we're laser focused here at the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. Uh, really looking forward to the talent that we're bringing in. Of course, January 18th, 2020, at the historic Rose Bowl, Pasadena, California, the ninth annual NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. I promise you, it'll be the best one yet. And I promise you, when we come back next week, we'll have an even better show. Till the next time, everybody. The NFLPA Collegiate Bowl Watchlist Show is part of the All Access Football Network. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.